Congratulations, you found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls. Today, for my secret Santa gift, because my friends from college have not had our shit together this year, and we were all late, today I got a Twin Peaks pie plate. <laughs> really? Yes, I did. That's pretty cool. This is the place where... Not Twin Peaks, like like the No, the Twin titty Peaks, bar. the show gotcha. with Kyle MacLachlan. All right, just checking, because I, I would Cooper. be a little bit worried <clears throat> if all of a sudden you were a big fan of Twin Peaks, the restaurant. For the record, no. their food is very delicious. Is that? Yeah, just don't go in there during lingerie week. I do want to say, so for the first time last week, week before, I really wanted wings. Didn't want to leave my apartment. And everyone has always told me that Hooters wings are amazing. So I postmated their wings and they were horrible. No, Hooters is if you really want some salt that day. Yeah. <laughs> and like they were like flavorless, like the sauce was bad. I really regretted not leaving my apartment. I've never eaten a salad and been like, damn, that's salty. But if you eat a salad at Hooters, <laughs> you're going to say, damn, that's salty. <laughs> See, it's been a while since I've been to Hooters, but I thought it was good last time I went. Maybe I didn't, it's changed. I this is the know. one and only time I've ever had anything from Hooters. If you like salad Hooters. and you like a salt lick, that's the place to go. Because <laughs> Nicole got the salad for you. Damn. <laughs> so you wouldn't have to. Happy belated birthday, Alyssa. You have crumbs on your boobs. I bet I do. Hey! <laughs> it's that boob food. It's boob food. <laughs> I mean, I had some, but I picked them off. It's not them. noticeably <laughs> down my shirt yet, so... I don't feel We'll any. see how it goes. Well, I want you to know that I kind of could relate to you guys today because <gasps> I had a sling on my arm because I have a mouse arm. Uh-huh. Oh, did you go to the doctor finally? No, I didn't. But I had a piece. <laughs> Where'd you get a sling, Martha? Dylan broke his arm a bazillion years ago, and I went rooting around in my closet, and I found it. So I wore it today because it's it really hurts. Can when you have go to the boys, doctor? You no. have all of that stuff. We have a pair of crutches that literally have been passed back and forth between our boys three times. Yes. Oh, my God. Because one we of them needs crutches. it, the other one needs it, then the other one does something. We have a boot for both feet. <laughs> I have a boot for both feet. We have a sling. We have a neck brace. We have, <laughs> you name it, we've got it. When you have boys, yeah. The funniest thing ever, though, I think, is during an ice storm a few years ago, um, Tyler was joking around. He said, how funny would it be if I went outside and a limb fell on me? I'm like, don't joke around. It's going to happen. And guess what happened? Oh, my God. A limb, a limb fell, fell on, on him and gave him a bone bruise. I had to take him to the emergency room. But I already had crutches. I just had to go to Martha's house and pick him up. <laughs> See how much money you save when you have a best friend? Where they're like, here's some son. crutches. You're like, no, no, no I have them. No, we're, we're good on that. I'm out. <laughs> Ace bandages, we're good. Braces. <laughs> We've got it. I just have a super comprehensive burn kit, and that's what happens when your mom finds out that when you were in college, um, it was 10 o'clock at night, and I turned on the stove to make mac and cheese, because that's what you do when you're in college, (laughs) and I left the room. I was, like, letting it heat up, and I left the room, and then I came back, because I, like, had to grab something, and I'd forgotten I'd turned it on, and so this was a janky-ass stove, (laughs) and so none of the burners sat flat. 
and it drove me insane. And so I put my palm on the burner. Oh, when it was on? Yeah, and I got second degree burns. And then I wasn't going to tell my mom, but then someone let it slip. And so then I had to tell my mom that no, I could not feel my hand for a little while because I had second degree burns and maybe there were blisters, but I was fine. I don't even have a scar anymore. I used to have a like a pattern scar on my palm. It's just sort of like when you sear meat on the grill. It's like when the evil dude in Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark grabs <gasps> the thing out. I love that. And then you have he the grabs it out of the fire. Palm? Yeah. Um. Except it was a stove burner and not an ancient artifact that was going to leave us to the Ark of the Covenant. See, so you're thinking Indiana Jones, and I'm thinking of the Office when Steve Carell <laughs> burns his foot on his. George Foreman Grill making bacon. <laughs> For the record, I've done this exact same thing. You too? Well, kind of. So I like wish I could make my hair as pretty as yours, like with the curls all the time. So when at some point in time, I get this wonderful idea to go buy a curling wand. I have oh, one of those. Yeah. That's how this happens. Uh-huh. So I start using it and it yeah. takes me effing forever to use it you have to every practice. single time. Yeah. Yes. But so I'm using it one day and it's got this extra long cord that always gets in my way. So I'm sitting there trying to like do my hair and I put it down and the cord causes it to flip while I'm not looking. So when I go to pick it up, I literally pick the entire thing up and then go fuck and then like slam it. Oh, that's worse. Well, I don't know because I didn't like I had some blisters, but it's probably about the same. Like, degree. well, because mine was just lines. Like the rest of my hand was because <laughs> there are gaps. Yours is yeah. gapless. And then, of course, like your brain doesn't work when you do shit like that. So it's no. like eight o'clock in the morning, and I, I'm about to be late for work. So I'm like, fuck. I- I'm just going to stop at Walgreens on my way to the office, buy some lidocaine spray and a bandage. So I get to work, and I'm sitting at that. Because my office used to be that, like, sports animal pit. That used to be where I sat. And I'm literally sitting there trying to f- make my hand stop hurting because it fucking hurts. Because then it started burning by that point. Yeah, and then my yeah. boss walks by and he's like, maybe you should go to the emergency room. And I'm like, nah. It'd be all right. <laughs> we don't go to the doctor. We Google it and then go, I don't want to yeah. pay $120 to have them tell me to compress it, put ice on it. Yeah. When I broke my foot, Your arm's it took gonna, them, like fall off. It's Martha. not gonna fall off. It's just <laughs> fine. The the sling will keep it from falling off. Yeah. When I broke my foot, it took them a half a day to convince me that I needed to go to the doctor. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, fine. I'll go on my lunch break." Breaking and, is bad. And then I came back with a, a cast and crutches. <laughs> and they're like, "See, told you." And I'm like, "Well, I didn't know step aerobics was so dangerous." <laughs> Well, I wish that I could point to what made this happen, but the best thing I can say is 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 arthritis, tendonitis. It's tendonitis. Arthritis. It's not arthritis because it's not in a single spot. It's the tendons in my arm. Multiple joint areas. It's the tendons in my arm. Yeah, but when you have when you have arthritis, sometimes it radiates. Stop trying to fucking make it arthritis. Jesus Christ. Why are you so against having arthritis? I have arthritis. My sister has arthritis. I'm 26 years old. My sister has arthritis. She's 24. I don't want to hear about it. I do not have arthritis. I've had arthritis since I was like 30. I'll go to the fucking doctor just to prove that I do not have arthritis. Do it. Just to prove us wrong. You do it. Oh, that's one way to get it. I'm $120 to give give me a fucking ice pack and say, you have tendonitis. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they give you the good drugs if you have tendonitis. I can't and then you take can... the good drugs. You forget. No, get the good drugs. You can and give share. them. Yeah, you can share them, dude. Sharing is caring. You're doing this on the podcast. That's illegal. <laughs> Don't I eat have it. tendonitis. <laughs> I know I have tendonitis. <laughs> I've been diagnosed Martha, with tendonitis. Just get a medical marijuana card. Now, now that's what you talking. really should be doing. Now you're talking. For your tendonitis. Just give myself a <laughs> spliff for my tendonitis. Speaking of which, I went to the CBD store today in Newcastle. Uh-huh. Yes. And they're going to be open up their um, dispensary dispensary, and growing medical marijuana uh-huh. at their location in a few weeks. Yeah. One popped up on my road, which was really baffling because number one, um, nothing new ever comes on my road. But number two, it's a really weird place. And I was like, I don't think you're tapping into the market. It's just used car dealerships and then my apart and then like three apartment complexes. <laughs> well, those apartment complexes like, have a need, shields. dude. They have a need. Walking we have around. a dog in the studio, in case you're wondering. His name is Ryder, in. and he is fucking adorable. He's fluffy. We have to take his picture and put it on our Facebook page, because he's adorable. You will love Ryder. Okay, well, he just drank a whole bunch of water, so maybe we should get the show on the road before he has to go outside. I think he keeps coming over here, because I keep He's foraging near the trash can oh, at the moment. is that yeah, what it is? Well, like, the door's over there, too. So, I definitely he's really good the about asking out most of the time. Unless he's in the studio. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the carpet is like kind of green. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's, it's it looks of, like the outside ground. It kind That's of does. True. Smells like it too. I mean, I kind of want to sit on the ground and pet him. <laughs> so, how did you guys do during um, our fun winter storm yesterday? Oh my Which gosh. for once deli- was well, actually mean, it a winter storm. It delivered. Yeah. I didn't go the to work. The last time they did a big Oh, um, I did come. But it came earlier than what they said. You can't predict snow. I keep telling you, predicting snow for a meteorologist is like is like proving that Bigfoot exists. It just can't happen. I thought it was supposed to come Wednesday night. Well, yeah, it wasn't supposed but to come Wednesday until like nine o'clock. But they and didn't know exactly like what oh. was going to happen with it. First, it said twenty percent chance, and then it went up to a winter storm warning. That's <laughs> what I, I was did. like, shit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. started to work. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked from to work my too. house. You, um, put the air conditioner on for me, please. I'm really over- your tendonitis bugging you. <laughs> <laughs> is your tenon- Is your arthritis making you hot? Are those God hot flashes? Damn it, you bitchy girls! <laughs> Jesus. Fucking Christ. Who's grumpy today? Because it's not us. <laughs> yeah, I'm old now. I do not have arthritis. <laughs> I said tendonitis. She said arthritis. <laughs> She's trying to get under my skin. As I was as I was trying to let you guys know the crumb thing, there was a, a theme happening there before this devolved. So I was having a, one of those lovely chicken curry burrito or chicken curry tacos I was telling you about. We had one at lunch today. You went back? Oh, did you? Yes. I sent Tyler, the other mm-hmm. Tyler, out mm-hmm. to get us lunch. And I dropped, I kept dropping rice down inside my <laughs> sling. So after a while, you know, when it's warm, you can't really feel it. And then it was like cold rice. Then you can like, feel what it. what the hell is inside now, my sling? Now imagine that your every sling day. is your cleavage and every day you drop stuff See, down so there. now I can relate. Or you don't, or if it's, I mean, if it's not something that's hot or cold, you just never feel it and you take your bra off and you're like, look, it's raining crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Speaking Thank of people you. who listen to this podcast, shout out to Mina, Arkansas, because I went to Arkansas with yeah. Travis, because mm-hmm. that's where his parents live, and his mom, her boss, 
reads a lot and one day was asking for book suggestions. <gasps> so his mom told her about our podcast and she's told me that that lady actually listens to it all the time. So shout out. Thank hi, you for listening hi, to Nicole's, us. Hi, uh, Nicole's in boyfriend's boss. mom's boss. <laughs> <laughs> you seem <Remove>. cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we absolutely love listening or hearing from our listeners. We gotten a couple of emails. We love it. Yeah, hi, Scott. Cool. It makes us happy. <laughs> That's funny that you said that because I was going to say Scott, Scott. Scott was one that, that emailed Scott's us. Scott's the reason that I changed my um, my selection for our live event. Yeah, and we need to talk about our live event because I need to put it on our website. Okay, so let's talk about our live event. We'll talk about that right now. So January 26th, we are having a live event at Full Circle Bookstore. Again, at 7, right? Same time as last time? Yep. Mm-hmm. At 7. Yep. The books that we're reviewing, they'll have on sale for, I believe, a discount, correct? Yes, 10%. Okay. Which and is... if you go to, I'll make sure, I'll. we should have a flyer pretty soon that we can put up on everything. We've actually, Nicole finalized the flyer, but it doesn't have the books on it. Oh, they didn't put the books this No, time? they didn't put the books because there's so many. Oh, yeah, that's true. So we we'll probably have just have to... Um, you can just type them. Yeah, yeah, we'll just list them. So the books that we have... Jessica's is The Dark Descent of Elizabeth Frankenstein by Kirsten White. Uh, I'm going to review Bridge of Clay by Marcus Zusak, which I've already reviewed on the podcast, but get over it. I am reviewing The Countess Conspiracy by Courtney Milan. And I'm going to do Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate, which I've also reviewed, but I wanted to do one that people could like relate to. And I thought that was that was one of my favorites. So, yeah. yeah. And. Kayla's doing Praise Song for Butterflies by Bernice McFadden. And I actually had to change mine twice. The first time I changed it because I wanted to be more inclusive for possible male people who wanted to come to the event. So they would, you know, have something they really wanted. Because we like our 40 to 50 year old. 40 to 60 year old men. 40 to 60 year old men. Hi, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did, uh, the my original... Um, selection i i scrapped end of the day i am doing <laughs> space opera thank you a damn tendonitis. <laughs> tendonitis is messing with my head <laughs> i'm doing space opera by Catherine valente i think maybe she had a little medical marijuana before she came on <laughs> you guys are such bitches why god <laughs> So anyway, that's what we're doing. We're doing six books this time. So surely there has to be one in there you're interested in reading. And if um, not, they have a huge selection of books. Just come out, watch us, pick a book that you want to read. Right. And then you can hear us talk about the books and maybe one of them will strike your fancy and you can get it that night and you'll get a discount. Or just come drink some beer. Yeah. Beer's good. Oh, we you have a new drink. beer sponsor too. We mm-hmm. do. A different do. beer this Ooh. time. It is Elk Valley Brewing Company, OKC. So and this is exciting for me because this is a beer I have not tried, and I'm very, very excited. Travis likes it, but okay. is it 10-point beer? I, I don't know if they have a 10-point beer. I think we should make a personal request to make sure they bring something with a real kick. And for Vodka. those of you like me who maybe can't have anything with wheat in it or uh, you'll blow up like a balloon, yeah, the full circle itself... Has, has champagne and wine. Yes, they do. Yeah, last time me and Kayla were... I got wine drunk. Wine. A little wine drunk. I got a and wine Teresa drunk. said that she's been saving all kinds of giveaways for us, too. 
Oh, Aww, great. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. So she is, she's got our back. So I know we're going to have giveaways <clears throat> from her. We'll also have a big uh, giveaway basket from Elk Valley. El- from Elk Valley. Brewing. <laughs> I, keep wanting, I keep wanting to say Elk City because there's an Elk City, Oklahoma. So my family's friend. Elk Valley Brewing Company. <laughs> We need to look I up their beers. All just leave the it there. Before the show. I think we did. Nicole and I can see it now. Okay, <laughs> it's not good. going away. Is that Elk Valley Brewing Company. We want to make make sure we get them get them shouted out correctly. That's happening on January twenty sixth, and we really, really, really hope that you can make it because it's going to be so much fun for our second one. We we have a selection that's for everybody, including guys, because we got that sci fi thing going on in there. And Are you insinuating that guys don't read romance, Martha? Now we need to find out. Do guys, they can. Do guys read they romance? Do. They might. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know. know. We have a. Do we have a historical fiction in there this time? Yeah. Mine is well, historical romance. Yeah. Mm. The before we were yours is historical fiction, but it's um, it's not war based like what I usually do. Oh, okay. It's the one about the um orphanage. Oh yeah 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 okay. So anyway, we really hope that you can pop in and join us. Uh, we've heard a few rumors of some Texas folks driving up for it, which mm-hmm. we highly encourage because Oklahoma City is awesome. And don't believe everything that you watch on Netflix. We're not just full of serial killers. <laughs> God, yeah, really. <laughs> or cowboy hats. It's not tornado or season. Or accents. <laughs> <laughs> If you could only see her face right now. I suppose we could probably veer into some books now. Because I may not be doing a war novel at our live event, but I am doing a war novel tonight. You couldn't possibly disappoint us by not doing war. Well, this is actually a different take on a war novel. I did the Vietnam War instead of World War II. Ooh. Yeah. Modern war. Yeah. Which I'm going to read... I think I'm going to read a couple more about Vietnam because you know me. I have to know everything about everything when I so start now a subject. She's, she's going to be obsessed with the Vietnam yeah. War. So for you a might while. be hearing more about Vietnam for a couple more uh-huh. books. <laughs> the one I did this week is called The 14th of September by Rita Dragonette. And this one is more about like the protesting and the controversy of the Vietnam War. And I should mention that this is a book that was sent to us and it was an audiobook that was sent to us. Oh. Yeah, which is different. I you love should... it when they send audiobooks. I know, right? Send more of those, please, for me, especially science fiction <laughs> ones. Okay, go ahead. And this one is about a college student named Judy who is actually enlisted in the Army, but nobody at her college knows it. She enlisted in the Army to pay for college. So after her college is over, she has to go into nursing for the army for three years. Oh, wow. But because her roommate and a lot of her friends and the guy that she likes are all against the war, she doesn't tell anyone that she's actually in the army. And she goes along with, you know, some of the protests and, but she tries to say hidden in her efforts. Oof. Because she agrees with them to an extent, but, sorry, she can't really publicly say anything because she's in the Army. So, like, she has to do things like they go to a to a, a march on Washington 
and she can't get caught by the authorities because if they find out that she's in the army and she went to protest in Washington, D.C., she's actually considered a wall and they can throw her in like military jail. Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, she's really taking a chance with, you know, the protest thing. That's hard. This one had some interesting points about the lottery that they did at Vietnam, where they just randomly picked date of birth. And um, is that draft? Is that the same thing? Well, it was a draft lottery. Uh, and what they did is they picked they picked numbers according to your birth date, you know, like randomly. And your number was like one through, I don't know, like 999 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the lower your number, the better your chance of going to Vietnam. You were Unless, one of, the, of course, you had bone spurs. Well, yeah, you of course, you had to go through <laughs> the physicals and all of that other stuff. But this... This book talked a lot about that, and one of the main reasons why these college students were protesting so much is that at this time, you had to be 21 to vote. So, and I think you could get drafted at, like, 17. Damn. So you could get drafted, and but not even have the right to vote yet. So you can kind of understand why there was protests of the Vietnam War a little bit better if you didn't live through that time, which I didn't. So and another thing that I found kind of interesting that I think was common during the Vietnam War is the difference in political views between the parents and the children. And remember, I, I said that Judy, Judy's mom was an army nurse during mm-hmm. World War II. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK. And Judy's actually on scholarship and has to join the army after she's done. Mm-hmm. Well, when she goes back home from college on break, there's a lot of controversy between her parents and her with their political views because, you know, Judy protests. She doesn't believe in the war and her mom thinks that's extremely disrespectful. So, well, yeah, that's a generational thing, I think. Yeah, it was. But yeah, that was another thing that was kind of interesting about the book. Then you have her regular college life and trying to fit in and, you know, relationship with boys on top of this other protesting it's almost like she's a spy right (laughs) and well she's afraid that they're gonna think that she's a spy if they find out she's in the army which really she's not she just really believes you know in the cause even though she's in the army it doesn't necessarily mean that she's like you know quote unquote a baby killer or whatever Mm -hmm. you know but i don't know it was it was an interesting book. Um, I did not really care for the person who read it on the audi- Audible. Uh, bad narrator. So, huh? And she was really slow. I I had to kick the speed up to 175. And I, ne- I, I ne- have never read a book at 175. I'm reading a book at two right now. Well, that's you. You always <laughs> read them that fast. I, I usually, I don't read them past 150. I mean, it was a good book. I want to read more about the Vietnam War because... I like more of the political side of why the war happened and the fight between the countries, you know, the disagreement between the countries that causes the war. And this was more about the protesting Mm. of the Vietnam War. But there was some facts in there about the Vietnam War. I don't think it's too bad for a kid that's upper level high school or college students. 
Uh, there is drug use in it. There's a little bit of sex in it. Nothing too drastic. It was pretty good. It was it was a good read, and it's a different take on a war book than what I usually read since it was about the protesting and the controversy more than the actual war itself. And that was The Fourth of September by Rita Dragonet. It sounds really good. Taking some drugs. <laughs> for your what? What, what are those for drugs for? For my tendonitis. <laughs> for your arthritis? Martha, what are you drinking? Why has it got trees on it? She carries them around in her purse. This is, is sparkling but... water. Grapefruit flavored. Oh my God, that's so gross. Yeah, it doesn't have any sweet in it. It just smells like grapefruit. Mmm. Don't let her fool you. She carries them around her purse. She has cases in her car. <laughs> Not at the moment. Her car is like <laughs> a bomb shelter survival. I've been in her car. <laughs> it's, she has like, she's like, whatever uh, you need, she's like pulling it out. You need something to drink. Same. I got it. You need a hat. You need some gloves. You, you need, need some a, hand warmers. You need I, a granola bar. It. Do you need shoes? Do you need a coat? I got some flip flops Do you in need there? three umbrellas? Because that's what I have. I got three umbrellas. <laughs> it's a briefcase on wheels, my friends. Yeah. Okay. They just call my car messy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just tell them it's your survival, your survivor, survivor guide. kit. If you ever get stranded in the woods, you'll be set. I've got toilet paper in the back seat yeah. just in case I'm I at an auction and they run out. And yeah. I got or if you have there. to stop at like somewhere that doesn't have toilet paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a zombie yeah. apocalypse. I mean, you I'm can covered. look at a gas station and figure out if it's going to be one ply toilet paper or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you look in there and you're like, you know what? I ain't wearing my good shoes in there. Give me your flip flops. Hey, I got to get my bus pants out. Can't touch anything. I need I need those extra socks to put on my hands. (laughs) And my beekeeper hat. Exactly. My beekeeper hat. That's what I feel like wearing it to Walmart this time of year. Everybody's sneezing and coughing. You should have seen Nicole earlier. One of our coworkers came in and she was coughing and sneezing as she walked up towards the desks. She's also wearing like sweatpants and you can clearly tell she feels like shit. And here she comes shuffling in and she passes us and Nicole turns around and puts her entire shirt up over her head. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Martha was like, you know... Her she, microbiome it doesn't extend that far, is actually And what I was I like, whatever. Yes, it does. If it's airborne, we're already fucked. So then Martha just puts her shirt up over <laughs> <laughs> She She is typhoid Mary. She's always the one that brings it up here. She smokes too much. That's why. Well, you, you didn't she have has to a say... voice like this. You, Alyssa, what did you read? <laughs> and did you read it in sweatpants? <laughs> I'm wearing sweatpants right now. Sweatpants are awesome. I didn't want to wear a dress anymore. I wasn't comfortable. Yeah, it's well, not it's very often you see Alyssa not right. in a dress. Have you been wearing dresses to work? Yeah, but I was... We- I mean, I was wearing fleece-lined leggings earlier. Oh, okay. Those things are so... Like, I was too hot. <laughs> Those things are no joke. No, Nicole, I promise. I'm coughing. It's just allergies. Especially yeah. because that delightfully hairy You guys dog. are close enough over there to share a microbiome. <laughs> There's a little so many people. I am allergic to dogs. I kind of got... Uh, yeah, I'm about to cough up a storm, but it's just because there was a, a dog up my nose. Very... Um, so this week I read Pucked by Helena Hunting. What was that? Pucked with a P as okay. in Piper just and Peter. checking. Hey, Martha, I mean, to get pucked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called that for a reason. I don't know if I used that correctly <laughs> or not. Let's get, let's get, it's let's a hockey get romance. It is. Oh, my God, really? It's super-duper off 
brand for me because I don't. Real, I only like one sport, and it's not hockey. <laughs> I mean, hockey's not the worst sport I've ever watched, but I also don't like it. Um, <laughs> but so this book is by Helena Hunting, and uh, so it starts out with our heroine, and her name is Violet. And Violet is a ridiculous human being, which is what makes this book so delightful. She's one of those people who just absolutely does not give a shit what uh, what other people think, which is really refreshing. Um, she's a hundred percent herself all the time. And that person does not have an internal filter, an external filter, a filter of any kind. But so she's really fun. And so she grew up in a hockey family. Her older brother plays hockey for a (laughs) professional team. It's not real. And then her stepfather is actually a scout for professional hockey teams. I don't know what scouts do, but they go look for Talent. Talented players and so they do that to be on their teams. I we had soccer. Boys, <gasps> scouts. Oh, yeah. okay. Tyler actually wanted to wants to be a scout. That'd be That's cool. Cool. So Violet, um, we start the book, and she and her family are going up to see her older brother play in a game, and because um, they don't go to all of them, because that would be silly, and. So they go up to this game and um, the whole team goes out and their families go out afterwards and they party at like, you know, a restaurant type bar, fancier than Applebee's, but the same kind of thing. You can eat the food and drink the drinks. So Violet isn't a huge fan of big events like this. So she goes outside to smoke. She uses smoking as a crutch so that she has an excuse to leave places Hey, she doesn't I actually smoke. Smoking she just she reason. carries cigarettes around so that if she wants to get out of a social situation, she's just like, I have to go smoke, and then she'll leave for twenty minutes, which is fucking brilliant. I wish I had thought of that. I'm serious. If cigarettes you, were cheaper, I would 100 percent do that because you, you just have to smoke a pack any of, of cigarettes them. and that's just what, carry them around. And say, yeah, I'll be right back, and just go outside and stand outside for twenty minutes that's or what go she sit does. in your car. It's so smart. So she does this and out walks one of her brother's teammates, and his name is Alex. And Alex is the captain. I don't know. Something important. What's the most important person on a hockey team? I don't know no. hockey, but we you get the, say yeah, he so the idea. So, he's in, he's the lead, lead dude. He's the lead hockey player. That's what he is. <laughs> Forgive us, hockey players. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, a team but would I have really a captain, liked this right? book, so I felt like I needed to review it. So um, he has also come outside to take a break from the party because it's hot inside and loud inside, and not everyone is into that. Um, so he comes outside and they kind of start to flirt. Um, but Violet's not super into it because she dated a hockey player and he was a real dick. She's like, I'm not really interested in this. But then, which was my favorite part of the whole story, she makes like. Violet loves to read. Got it, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is reading, like, some classic literature for this book club. And he had seen her reading it earlier, and so they're talking about it, and she's like, he does not know what I'm talking about. She's like, this is just, like, a lucky thing or something. So then she makes an allusion to a Shakespeare play, and he, like, jokes with her about it, and she's instantly like, that's so hot. <laughs> A man who reads is so fucking hot. He really is. I mean, it really is. I I feel her on this one. And so they proceed to make out, which I think is great. If we could go from books to making out within like a minute and a half, cool. (laughs) It's a great plan. Um, But then, you know, her brother comes out and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And that ends that. Hmm. 
very mm. briefly. So then after that, though, um, Alex, as it turns out, is kind of a sweet dork. And he calls her and is like, hey, can I take you out on a date? And she's like, I don't think yeah. so. And he's like, please, just let me, like, take you to coffee. And so he does. It's such a good story. I realize I've told you almost nothing about it. But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It is. He's a hockey player, but by... Like a third of the way through the story, that's kind of just incidental. He's a hockey player, but not a. He's a hot dude who reads, which is frankly the most important part of this story. I love hockey. Um, it's a really man. good story because it's just, it's it's fairly non dramatic. It's just a story of like two people who like fell in love. They play strip scrabble, which I think is a fantastic idea. Strip scrabble's a thing. Strip scrabble. <gasps> I didn't know you it was a thing, it. and I was like. This is fucking amazing. You could probably make any board game um, a strip oh, board game. Strip Scrabble. Strip Scrabble. Oh. Um, God. It's such a fun, I know what I'm going to fantasize like, about tonight. Oh. It's such a fun, silly story. Um, I highly recommend it. Unlike Vonnie's book, there's a ton of sex in it. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that works in its favor because we read two very different things this week. Um, so that was Pucked by Helena Hunting. Now, to be fair, there was sex in my book. It just doesn't go into detail about, you know, because, you know, <laughs> it, it is the age of Aquarius and love the one you're with. So, <laughs> of course, they just, you know, don't talk about it that much. OK, so. So I'm so excited about this one. So I read a romance this week, what Alyssa. About these girls and their romance novels. OK, tell us, Nicole. And Martha rated it four stars on Goodreads. <laughs> what? Martha? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Martha? Martha did? A romance novel? Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? Outlander. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I actually <laughs> told this story before. I actually told this story. Don't you remember? Mm-mm. We had the discussion about Outlander. The reason that I read that novel, I never would have picked it. I was at home staying with my mother, and I didn't have any books. And she said, here, read this. I promise you'll like it. And I did like it. I thought it was awesome. It was a, it was incredibly well written, and there is a place for that. I, however, did not go on to read the rest of them because there was way too much romance after that. But she liked it. To be just fair, said, I, I also Martha. haven't read the rest of them. <laughs> I, I yeah. bought the next two. But I'm very <clears throat> surprised, Nicole, that you chose that. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, so I have no idea what, why I chose this book. I've never seen the TV show. I had barely ever even heard of this book or TV show ever. But somehow I ended up buying it randomly on Amazon while I was shopping for other people's Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> I love Which shop is shopping. It's wonderful. Normally how these things go. It's Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. I really did not know what to expect on this other than the fact that the book that I got in the mail was the TV. Oh, had man. The, had the TV you got cover. the TV cover. I hate that. Wait, so you just see these people standing on some Scottish Moor. scenic yeah. area and it's beautiful. But anyways, so I start reading this and it like actually the storyline kind of interested me. It's a cool story. Yeah. So it starts out and there's the main character is a woman and her name is Claire. And uh, she is on her second honeymoon with her husband because they had they had gotten married many years before. And essentially, she ended up becoming a trauma nurse. And this is like 1945. So she ends up becoming a trauma nurse and he or a triage nurse. um, And he 
is also kind of gets sucked into the war, so they don't see each other for like five, six years. So they go on their second honeymoon when the war ends, and they go to Scotland. And so they're in the Scottish Highlands, and kind of they're staying in like a bed and breakfast, and uh, just kind of going around. And her husband is doing a lot of gene- genealogy stuff, which she is one hundred percent not interested in. And she's kind of just learning all this history about Scotland. Um, and then one day she's with her. She ends up finding like kind of a mini Stonehenge. That's kind of the best way to put it. And uh, she ends up going there to get some some flower. She she's kind of an herbalist. Well, she is an herbalist. So she goes to pick some flowers and she ends up touching this rock and wakes up in like 1743 Scottish Highlands. See, that's actually it should be classified more science fiction cuz go of away. That. It's cool. <laughs> All right, go ahead. But yeah, so she wakes up in this like literally 100 years before well, 200 years uh before she was like existed, you know. So she's first she doesn't really know what's going on um cuz it's like nighttime so she kind of gets trampled by a bunch of people fighting she has no idea what's like she just thinks something random happened while she was there and she ends up kind of being kidnapped by a bunch of viking guys almost (laughs) and so she ends up falling in love with one and that's not giving anything away because that's really early on and she ends up having to marry him to protect herself because no one knows who she is where she came from and she's trying to come up with these stories to protect herself because no one's gonna believe she just fucking magically appeared at this <laughs> mini she touched a rock and jumped through time yeah well, you, my you know nobody ever mentions the purse which purse her <clears throat> purse did she have it on her yeah she had her purse on her and it had shit like aspirin in it I don't remember it being on her. Maybe I'm thinking of a different book. Could have sworn that that was that she had stuff in her purse that was was modern. Hmm. No, because they just kind of talk about her going. She had the car with her, but I mean, she wasn't touching the car when she touched this. I genuinely don't remember because I read this like four years ago hmm. now, so I can't to... remember. <clears throat> okay, but she's also wearing modern clothing. She's wearing. Like just some like almost silk dress, um, but she. So when she gets transported back, they almost think she's a prostitute because they think she's wearing her like nightgown or like a s- slip that goes <laughs> under, like a chemise or whatever. And it's kind of really interesting to hear all these different things. At some point, they think she's a spy really early on um, because there's a lot of political stuff going on at the time. Um, it's during the War of the Roses actually. And so um, the English king reigns over this area at the time. But um, the Protestant, what is his, what's his face? He was hiding out in France and he was about to come and try and take over. Oh shit. I read a book about that. Yeah, it's Phil, it's in Philippa Gregory, like all her books. <clears throat> I don't pay yeah. attention. But to anyways, that stuff. they kind of hint on that, or well, they mention it during this book. Mm-hmm. So there's 
she she but she knows uh, like the history of that so she's paranoid about being a part of like these guys who are about to essentially commit treason and so she's kind of like she she also has to battle things like she knows the future so should she tell somebody should she try and change it or should she just let it happen yeah and so she's trying to fight with herself on this and then she's also battling the fact that like 200 years in the future she's married but at some point she ends up having to marry this guy to protect herself so she isn't sent to like this general who's trying to like he wants yeah. to interrogate her so it's kind of like marriage to a marriage like, of convenience yeah yeah and well, she I does think it. So, Scotland at that time was kind of a brutal place to live. Yes, very brutal. Because the last um, Ken Follick book that I read in the Pillars of the Earth series, Column of Fire, mm-hmm. was during that time. And they talk about Scotland being a really brutal place. Yep. It's very, very brutal. And she talks about how, like, all the men are just rowdy and dirty. And I mean, it's just kind of an insane place to live. They don't have, like, newspaper. Um, mm-hmm. They do in the cities, but they don't. Like, nobody even really knows what a newspaper is where she is. So they're um, not very educated or anything? Well, some of them are very, very educated because uh, it's at that time period when if you were of a higher class, they would send you to, like, the king and he, to the castle, and you would become educated there because you are oh, a person gotcha. of class or okay. standard. Um, so it's just very different. And, yeah. But so she's trying to battle all of these different things and then... She's falling in love with this dude, hmm. and it's just amazing. I don't know why, but I literally, this is an 850-page book. Uh-huh. huge. So, I read this in a week <laughs> because, like, I couldn't stop reading it. Mm-hmm. And this book was written before I was born. It was written in 1991. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, my grandma told me to read these. But uh, there's, I think, eight total. Yeah. And then there are spinoffs. There's a spinoff, too. And did you know that there is a such a thing as Outlander tourism? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, plus, there's a cookbook, because I was trying to purchase more books from this there series. There was a shitload of old ladies There are in knitting Scotland. patterns for <laughs> yeah. all of the... Ex- she wears some true... I watched the show. She wears some truly excellent, cool, like, knitted stuff. Mm-hmm. And the sh- there's, a, yep. like, a knitting pattern book. And this is a TV show, by the way, on stars, if you have stars. It's really good if yeah. you're not watching it. I may have to pay the $5 a month for stars on well, Amazon. Well, I, I have seen pictures of that dude, and I... I think I might watch it just to drool on oh, him. I mean, book, that's like is, so much of it. Just yeah. the, his description in the book is like, damn. Yeah, damn fine <laughs> Scottish man. Woo, kilt, baby. Love that. Although, does he actually wear a kilt at any point in the TV show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because none of his pictures have kilts. None of his, the promotional well, photos a, show uh, a kilt. It's because by this time, it's like he's in formal a, wear. Okay. Because they're in kind of a court place. Mm-hmm. It's more for formal wear, not practical mm-hmm. outsidey stuff. That makes more sense because mm-hmm. I. So ever since I attempted to purchase more of these books, also or the first this book, is this because this is uh, what, like season the four. Book? So they've because like the story ages with them, like they get older. When I finished reading this, I didn't necessarily have a book hangover. I kind of do because I'm reading another book. Yeah, that's a hangover. And it's like, girl. I can read it, but like. 
my heart kind of hurts that I'm not reading the second book of Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> she said I totally get that. I read this in a week too, except I was in college and I just ignored all of my responsibilities for like a full week. Yeah. Because I couldn't stop reading. The, I think the only reason I read it this fast is because of my four hour drive to Mena, Arkansas, and my five hour drive back because we couldn't speed because it was New Year's Day and there were like 800 cops on the That's road. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, did you do audio or did you actually just read while nope, somebody else I, drove? I read while Travis drove. But it's fabulous. And her, her writing is amazing too because you can see like the Scottish places she's talking about. You can mm-hmm. like visualize them, you can visualize the her characters in so much detail. And I don't, it's just truly a beautiful book to read. So that book, which you should definitely read, and I'm super proud of myself because that's the first book I have finished this year. 850 pages. Damn, girl. Boy, so that's a good way to fort. start. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I finished it like two days ago, so it counts. Yep. Um, But that's called Outlander, and it's by Diana Gabaldon. Lovely. I read a really <laughs> weird book. No. There's I a did. shocker. Let's see. <laughs> I, you read a romance, I read a war book, and Martha read something weird. Nicole is the real maverick this week. She is. <laughs> She's the rebel, the rebel of the group. But the thing is, is I did not actually totally choose this book on my own because it was sent to us. The publishing company that had sent us an email and asked us if we wanted to, they sort of gave us a list of some of the books that they had published. And I sort of looked it over because... I'm the pickiest one among us. So usually people will send us books and I'm like, I'm not reading that. Well, this one, I actually read the description of it and said, will you send me that book? So it is called The Wonder That Was Ours by Alice Hatcher. It was extremely unique because one of the main characters was cockroaches. Ew. Uh, Intelligent cockroaches. Uh, but in a really different way, okay? Let me let me explain. Okay, the main character is a taxi driver, a black taxi driver. And it, this whole book takes, takes place on a small Caribbean island. And the taxi driver is a super unique character because he's been in prison. He has spent his whole life on this island. But he is very smart and he likes to read a lot. And he reads out loud to the cockroaches that live in his cab. And he has cockroaches in his cab. Now just stay with me, girls. Martha stay is with visibly me. losing me. <laughs> I I know. It it sounds super weird, but I have to say that it is one of the best books I have read in a while. Huh. Because it was so different. The cockroaches are philosophizing this whole time. And there, there are whole paragraphs where the... I wish I'd brought that goddamn book with me. I was going to read some passages from the cockroaches, man. So they're smart cockroaches. Smart cockroaches. But not in a kind of sci-fi <clears throat> way at all. It's almost like he's been reading to them so long... That they're, they became intelligent? Yeah. And huh. you don't get a creepy vibe from it at all. It's not it's not like that. I know it's a hard pill to swallow right now because I am not a big fan of cockroaches myself. But 
this main character is such a compelling guy. He works in his taxi cab. He's also a bartender. And the cockroaches just sort of follow him around, covertly, of course. And they make little, it's almost like a, a peanut gallery, you know, where, where, where they will sort of comment in these little paragraphs. It's like an omniscient character overseeing everything. It's really an interesting way that this was written. And I'm just not doing it justice by telling you guys about <laughs> it because you're looking at me like I have antennae and wings at the moment. That mean that if if you read out loud enough that any bottom dwelling bottom dwelling creep can become intelligent. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Are these? But, but that's not really what the, that's not what the book's about at all. I know. It's like the cockroaches are almost a supporting character, sort of. Yeah, a lovable one, and they're hilarious. The hilarious I can get lovable. I don't know. It's it's really strange because by the end of it, you're and it's almost like a hive mind thing they have going on where well, they, they are, are collect bugs. where they have a collect collective intelligence because of time spent with. With this dude. Anyway, the main story is actually about a contagion that hits a cruise ship. There is a lot to do in this book. There is. But it's actually a very short book. And it's not overwhelming at all. It was very, very well written. Um, the There are two people who arrive at the dock sort of unannounced. One of them is a cruise ship worker who gets caught giving a blowjob to a young man who happens to be a passenger and under 18... Oh, that's bad. So he gets unceremoniously kicked off of the ship. And there's another girl who tries to commit suicide whilst on the ship. And they don't want the liability, so they kick her off. But right after that happens, a hu- well, actually, it, it was already happening by the time they kicked him off. There's a huge disease of some sort sweeping the ship. And people are shitting their brains out and people are dying And this cruise ship just sort of is out there in the water, not moving. Uh So the people on the island start to get really freaked out. Because the people from the ship want to come to the hospital. And they're like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not coming, bringing your contagion, your American contagion into our island. And it gets, things get really weird really fast. And so that's really what the story is about. I have to tell you, it was really, it defies description. It was a very odd story, but in a way that made me want to encourage people to read it because it was so unique. I started reading it because I thought it was going to be funny. You know me, I like the funny stuff. And if it's weird and funny, it gets extra marks. But it ended up not really being that weird or that funny in the end when when the whole story sort of came together I it wasn't myself, weird except for the intelligent cockroaches well yeah yeah when you try it's sort of like when you have a really good dream and then you try to describe it to your friends and when you say it out loud it sounds it's ridiculous like, Holy fuck that's weird <laughs> this, this book is like that 
It just gave me such good feels. It really was an excellent novel. I know, I know. If you have a real problem with bugs... Probably don't read it. No, because it does do a lot of describing cockroaches. Maybe it's a good one for 50 to, or 40 to 60-year-old men. I think I've got a thing for 40 to 60-year-old men. <laughs> I think it would be... <laughs> an excellent read for them. Okay, guys, this one's for you, baby. It's about it didn't have it's about diseases and bugs. Yep. Have at it. <laughs> you guys are no fun. No, it really was good though. It, it definitely was not for everybody. It had no romance in it. I mean, that's really. fine. Um, I don't think there was any sex in it except for the blowjob. But you—that was like almost. It, that was just an explanation of why I get kicked off. You didn't actually get to see oh. it. They didn't describe it. No, we just had to find out why he got kicked off. Huh. Um, and there was some political intrigue, and you know, life on an island. That was interesting. Learning about that too, because there are a lot of things that if you didn't live on an island, you would never know about. Mm-hmm. So it, I learned a lot. I, I thought, and I think. Caribbean island literature was on that list, was it not? We, yes. Read a, yeah, kind so, of. So I think I ticked that box already and I didn't even mean to as one of the first books that I read this year. Good job. Yeah, you, you sound so enthused. <laughs> Congrats, Martha. <laughs> I'm just thinking everybody's out starting out with a bang and I'm like oh. playing catch up. No, you, you got your <laughs> Vietnam everything. book in. All right, so that was called The Wonder That Was Ours by Alice Hatcher, and I loved it. I thought it was excellent. I did give it five stars on Goodreads. Woot woot. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like a train. (laughs) I'm just over here shopping for bacteria, guys. Shopping for what? Bacteria? (laughs) Yep. Oh, by the way. There's um, your contagion. Cockroaches love air conditioning, just so you know. That's good to know. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. See, I feel like I would be more likely to read this book if I hadn't lived in Florida and the cockroaches fly there. Uh, and that is something that, that no one These ones to didn't experience. fly because a lot That's of... That's fine, then. A lot of the... Uh, I've seen flying cockroaches. Internal... They suck. Yeah. Yes, they do. But once These on the ground, like once you've lived through that, like I had, like I found in a, co- a cock, like two cockroaches in my last apartment. If it's not flying, is it really that big of a deal? Yes, it is. I mean, it was fine. They were, we killed them I mean, and they were gone. Not where you live now, right? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Check that one off my list. <laughs> I'm going to tick the boxes for a new apartment over there and cockroaches ain't on that list. No, I don't want intelligent no. cockroaches. There is zero in intelligent or otherwise the, cockroaches. The way um, in Japan, you know, they keep crickets as pets. Crickets don't gross me out. No, I used those to are buy worse. Crickets to feed to the no, lizards. those are worse. I used They're to, one of my great fears. I would, I would crickets, freak people crickets out. and lizards, man. I used crickets to freak and people lizards. out at uh, the job that I had back when I had a lizard. Because I would go to PetSmart at lunch and yep. get the crickets and yep. then come back and put them on my desk. <gasps> and yep. then there would be crickets jumping around on the bag <laughs> on my desk. We're freaking Lilith out. She's getting the creepy crawlies <laughs> over there. 
<laughs> Nobody would use my phone. <laughs> hey, I had a son that had a lizard too. Yeah, so you know, and yeah. you didn't even, you had mealworms too, and those things were grosser than the crickets. Mealworms are fucking scary, man. One of those they look things like fell maggots. out. One of those things fell out of his cricket cage or out of his lizard cage, <laughs> fell onto the wooden thing directly below, ate a fucking hole in the wood. You don't fuck with mealworms, man. No, you do not. We had to like raise one in the fourth grade, and thankfully mine died almost immediately. <laughs> to be fair, like statistically speaking, not a lot of mealworms make it to adulthood. Like four people had them; it turned into like beetles. Mm-hmm. <gasps> no more books. Do you want to talk about? We were talking earlier. There is romance I don't like. <laughs> Bug romance. Also, that muskrat love. <laughs> Speaking of muskrat love, uh, <laughs> the guy from Captain Antoniel died this week. That was sad. Sadly. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. That was totally Anyways, what, what romance that was that, Mike? So, so we, were, we were talking earlier um, before we got started because Nicole found, was can't find books all the time that she's looking for because as it turns out, they're hanging out in the romance section yeah. of Half Price Books. So I went to Half Price Books because I was trying to get the second and the third uh, Outland to the right, Outlander right. series, and so I go. First, I go to like where the historical fiction books normally are. Not nope, there. not there. So then I'm like, okay, maybe it, it's in there. There are very few categories at half price That's books true. actually. So right. then I go to like the next aisle, which is like nonfiction, not there. So then I go to like mystery, not there. Then I go to like horror because what am I? <laughs> You're running out, like, I'm running out of options. Nope. I find it in the freaking romance section, and then I actually start looking through romance, and there's a ton of books I've I've read that I want to read, and I I was really surprised. So about Nicole's it. A, cr- a closet romance reader. Look, people, uh-huh. there's Didn't good shit in there. Know it, <laughs> but I think there's going to be a bunch in there that you would find and be like, whoa. Uh-huh. But so, <laughs> as we were having this conversation. <laughs> Martha said something about Nicholas Sparks, and I made a disgusted sound. She made a face, <laughs> friends, that looked like she had eaten a pickle, and she hates pickles. I do hate pickles. I also, I wouldn't say I hate Nicholas Sparks. I've never met him. He hasn't done anything wrong. So I just strongly dislike everything of his I've ever read. And it's all very romantic. And so all Alyssa the movies and he's I, made. So Alyssa and I totally shared a moment there. It's where we both so disliked the same author. Schmaltzy. It was pretty awesome. It's, oh, I hate them. I missed all this because I was going to pick Ryder up. Buffy. That's what's important, though. So no Nicholas Sparks and no cockroach romances for you, Alyssa. That's correct. <laughs> no bugs ever. Yeah. Also no lizards. Hey, <laughs> with you on the no bugs. Good. Maybe we should have a romance written from the point of view of... The bugs under the bed. Ew, no. You know, oh, all the fucking takes place, you know, and then like, the squeak, bugs squeak, could tell squeak, all about squeak. it. Martha, <laughs> what's wrong great? with you? Why do you have bugs under your Why bed? Why are you like this? <laughs> are you not cleaning? Is this like some teenage <laughs> boy's dorm room? <laughs> do they hide out in your clown suit that you keep no, down there? No, <laughs> I'm just suggesting different ideas for romance novels that might not have previously been thought of. That's all. Is it because they're gross? Is that why they haven't been thought of? <laughs> Well, romances are gross, so you see, you've got it all together. <laughs> okay, I'm just teasing. You know I love it. I know. Mm-hmm. 
okay, I guess I better stop now. And on that note, that's going to do it for Three Three Book Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.